And here's another quick take with the Real Estate Law Podcast. Jason Muth here with Straightforward Short-Term Rentals and Pride Away Stays. We're talking to Jazz Takar from Toronto. Jazz is a master at branding and branding his authentic self. You know, one thing we learn from Jazz is what you see is what you get. The personality that you talk to uh, when you're having a one-on-one conversation is exactly the same personality that you see online and in all of his videos and his podcast. Jazz is really good at repurposing content. And that's one thing that I don't think people do enough of. We certainly, we're, we're doing a lot of it now, but like in our personal life, like on my straightforward short-term rentals and Pride Away Stays, I'm not doing enough of that. And I need to re-listen to this as well myself. Uh, but Jazz can take an episode that he's recorded and cut it up into lots of different excerpts and use lots of snippets and quote cards and elements that he's going to post on his blog and get amazing digital content out of one specific thing that he recorded. Um, so take a listen to this if you're having a hard time really getting your authentic self coming across online, or if you're having a hard time figuring out content that you should be posting there to really build your authenticity, you'll probably get a couple nuggets out of this quick take from Jazz. So here it is. A lot of real estate agents, mortgage brokers, people in the trades, they want to prove that they know their stuff, right? Which you obviously know your stuff. And they want to do it in a manner that people can find them. Talk about how you chose to go in that direction, why you decided to do it, and what you've learned along the way with building up your influence online. Yeah. So five years ago, this September, my business partner passed away very, very tragically. And he was um, he was really the face of the company, maybe not as good looking as me, but definitely had was just full of charisma, right? Was my senior. He really, I was under his wing for about 13 years and uh, he passes away tragically. We had a radio show, you know, a couple of years before he passed, we stopped it. So I understood the the power of media. As he passed away, there was myself and a current business partner. We've been partners now for coming up to 17 years as well. We had to make a decision, like how are we going to control the narrative of the messaging that goes out to our database? Who's going to be kind of the guy who goes out, you know, the face that people are going to see? And I heard the word podcast. This is exactly now four years ago. And I was intrigued. I was like, what is this? Like, this was four years ago. I mean, at that time, I think maybe 10% of like North American numbers, 10% of people downloaded a podcast as high as 72% now, right? Like everyone has some type of podcast that they listen to at least once a week. But at that time, it was new. I had no idea what it was. I Googled it. Okay, this is cool. I'm not, I don't like the camera. I have no experience in front of it. It kind of makes me nervous. I don't like when the lens, lens is on, but I've been in sales for 28 years coming up to that nobody's ever told me that I have like a, you know, a bad voice. Not that people tell me I have the most sexy and sultry voice, but they didn't say you have an ugly voice. And so I was like, look, at least I can do this phone thing, like audio alike. I love the fact that it's free. It costs me like 25 bucks a month um, to download some episodes and no one can kick me off the airwaves. Like we had a radio show, so we know how structured it was. Every 12 minutes, you've got to go on ads. If you threw an F-bomb here and there, not only is the radio station coming down on you, the government's coming down on you, the regulatory body, right? And so once I heard that, I started to put out some podcasts. I sent them to my clients for feedback, really. I wasn't even trying to like, like actually see if they liked it or not. It was more of like, what did you think? How did you think I did? It was really more of that. And they started saying, Jazz, this is awesome. Like, you're just, you're just sitting down with people and having conversations about things that we are interested in. We want to know how to invest in, in, in more real estate. We want to know the best tips and tricks from a lawyer. We want to know the best tips and tricks from a mortgage broker. 
So I did that for about 17 episodes. And, and then I kind of got bored of my own content. There was only so much that I could do and talk about only real estate. There was also more to me. I love business. I love the industry of sales. I love the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite football team for years and years. And so I like the Toronto Raptors. Okay, I saw that, Jason. Thanks. I decided to talk about those things as well. As I did, as I spoke more about stuff that I actually enjoyed other than real estate, I started to kind of create this tribe of people that, that were attracted to similar stuff. Hence why they wanted to hear more podcasts. I then had a recording with a gentleman by the name of Ryan Serhant from um, uh, New York, Million Dollar Listing. My team said, you got to put this on camera. I put it on camera. I brought it back to my team. There was a gentleman on my team who's really kind of my graphic designer, but he chopped it up into like three videos. I was like, that's really cool. Like, what made you do that? He's like, well, that's what everyone's kind of doing on YouTube. I was like, can you do this on a regular basis? He's like, yeah, just get me the videos and I'll start chopping them up. I started putting those. And to your point, I actually started repurposing it on the socials, the Instagrams, the Facebook and the LinkedIn's and, and, you know, TikTok in today's day and age. And I started to get more awareness of people who then would go to the full podcast and watch it. Once I started to get feedback that and realize by recording one, one, doing one recording a week for 30 minutes, but getting 15 to 18 pieces of content out of it, I put it on steroids. So every dollar that I had, I decided to build my own internal media squad. I got videographers, editors, graphic designers, content writers. And then I also knew and got enough feedback from my clients that they loved the post-produced stuff, but did they ever like when I was just in selfie mode in my camera and giving them my raw thoughts? And and that's how now I'm probably doing, I'm probably at about consistently 10 to 12 pieces of content a day on all the platforms, YouTube, podcasts, blogs, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube shorts. That's a huge thing right now. Um, and and look, I think, as I mentioned, if if you want somebody's awareness, you got to go where they're at. And and I just figured out, look, look, let me just put out as much as content as I possibly can make it absolutely free. There's no cost for it there. It's all educational. It's peeling back the curtains, essentially. And then whoever likes what I'm saying, come on over and find out more. And whoever doesn't, that's okay. I want to get to all 6.6 million people in the greater Toronto area. It's not going to get around to all of them. Do you plan out your content? Like, is there a strategy behind it or is it just, you know, off, off the cuff in your opinion? Yeah. So I, I recommend, so I have a company, a media company, because I had so many real estate agents here in my office and just in the Toronto area asking me um, like what you're doing. And then they wanted to hire my people. So I started a little company kind of as a side hustle for the last 14 months. And I, I advise them to have it kind of bulk, do, do your, your content in bulk, pick a day in a week, pick a day every two weeks, shoot your eight to 10 videos. Hmm. Myself, I don't roll like that. There's a reason there's, your listeners can't see it, but your viewers can and you two can. There's holes in these signs. This sign was from my old office. And as I asked the contractor to bring it over, it cracked, the drywall cracked. And as he was putting it together, I said, just stop. Leave it like this because this is what entrepreneurship is. And this is kind of my brain. Not that it's on crack. It's more that the fact that I'm all over the place. And that's how I like to shoot content. What I do do, though, is I, I have figured out ways to scale it. And so right in front of me, right here, you'll see a camera. So what's happening is 
my team is recording everything I'm saying. By the time we finish this, a gentleman will cut up this conversation on something that they found that was valuable. So I scaled my content from that perspective, but I don't, I don't really schedule it out, Jason. I, I don't really, I don't roll like that. I like to just like, Hey, what's happening today? I got five videos in my head. Some days I got zero, but good thing that I did five yesterday because I'll just take from that. Right. And I also have my own podcast that I do every other week. And so I'm able to take content from there as well. All right, there's another quick take with the Real Estate Law Podcast. For the full episode, go to YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or wherever you heard or listened to that quick take. We also have all of our episodes posted at realestatelawpodcast.com. So on behalf of Rory Gill, I'm Jason Muth, one of your hosts, and we thank you for listening. (laughs) 